0: Predicons stole the golden disc. Maximals came after them and they crashed over-
1: beast podcast the podcast that says when all else fails big fucking giant robots also i didn't get thrown off by clapping this time kendall
0: (laughs)
2: i'm greg i'm jordan so the so the guy that voices megatron is named jason marnocha and if you don't look at it closely but you just kind of glance at it out of the corner of your eye it looks like megatron is voiced by jason momoa (laughs) <laughs> because the name kind of looks similar. And then also his picture, like, again, if you don't actually look at the picture, it looks kind of similar, uh, you know, just cause it's like a generic headshot of a person and his head is like co- cocked to the side. And I feel like Jason Momoa cocks his head to the side a little bit. Um, that been quite now you got
1: me wondering how that would have gone. That would have <laughs> sounded, uh, Thoughts for another day, I suppose
2: Jason Momoa would have made a good uh, Optimus Primal
1: Yeah, you're right I think he would have But yes, anyway, this week we are reviewing the penultimate episode I only get to say that like once every one, once in a while So it's nice mm-hmm. to be able to use a big word like that But this is episode 5 out of 6 So, interesting episode mm-hmm. I mean, stuff happens. It's I, if if I had to rank the episodes thus far, I'd say that this is probably the the low rung of of the season. But
3: there's things I liked about this episode.
1: Oh yeah, but we'll get into it, of course. So, yeah. So Kendall, did did they did did any listeners manage to to help your cause and make the most interesting bit of trivia the most oh, interesting oh, bit of trivia? I should again? check
2: that. I should totally check that. <laughs> Um, Uh, of course, when we're recording this, the uh, episode just went up like four hours ago, but
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think it's closer to seven. (laughs) Who's
2: (laughs) counting? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, but in central time, four hours ago.
3: Oh, yes. Would you want me to do the TF wiki while you check, Kendall? So no. uh, Okay. Oh, man, we're we're falling further behind. Oh, no.
2: Uh, Kendall, the the your, one your of antenna Peter antenna Collins is complaining, it says thirty-four out of thirty-seven found it interesting. The one with the opening sequence begins with Bumblebee and Wheeljack, only thirty-three out of thirty-six found it interesting. So one fewer people looked looked at it at all, and they also didn't and also one fewer people uh found it interesting. So we need two people to go and say they found it interesting. <laughs> Uh, maybe I'll do that after
1: we after we record.
2: You can you can make all the differences.
1: Yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, Jordan, what do we have on the TF Wiki? Uh, actually, uh, it's a little condensed this time. So, um, but uh, it says here that uh, under continuity notes, it mentioned that Will Jack noticed the arc was producing a quiet mumble back in Kingdom episode one. Glad they paid that off. Mm. Uh, I think I actually mentioned this uh last episode where it it the notes say Soundwave is revealed to have survived his seemingly fatal injury from Dinobot.
1: Yes, and no indication of any broken glass pain in his chest either.
3: No. Hmm. Uh, I, again we've got uh some notes from the for that the me- message foreshadowed on the Kingdom web page. Uh, for uh, specifically in in regards to the Starscream and Black Arachnia alliance there, um, it says here that uh, for Starscream, it had his old alliances being tested and new ones being forged, where uh, Black Arachnia was forged new alliances that lead her down her true path. Hmm. Uh, then we've got a couple of references where uh, the nemesis firing down upon the crashed Ark. Uh, as is kind of uh, evocative of the Beast Wars series finale, Nemesis Part mm-hmm. 2. Yep. Uh, Beast Megatron rhetorically questions if Primal thought he could withstand the fury of two, of both Megatrons. Uh, it's more literal than that episode in, in Beast Wars, though. Yes. <laughs> and then finally, for trivia, uh, they'll only refer... Well, no, that's kind of going to be a...
1: Going kind to of be spoilery? Yeah. Okay, well, we'll save that one for next week, then.
3: Yeah, okay. But that's, that's it.
1: All right. So then, getting this show on the road, we open our episode this week with a bit of ash and fire as we zoom in on the arc. We've got the team working around the clock to try and get the ship up and running. Wheeljack is about to turn on the engines, and Ratchet is like, hold on, he's like, Even the slightest miscalculation could like destroy the entire ship. And Wheeljack's telling, "Relax, we got enough power in the engines to blow through a moon." (laughs) He's like, "That's (laughs) exactly why I'm not going to relax."
2: You know what would have been great would have been if there were actually two moons, and then they like flew the ship, and it went through the second moon. That that was how they blew up the second moon. Yeah, that would have been pretty good.
1: But yes, Wheeljack is insistent that they try and get out of the mountain. But Rhinox. I like,
3: I like his, his I like his uh and I put the screen cap there of his thing so like there's a he can destroy the ship in a thousand ways, but this way we'll get the ship out of the ma- out of the volcano.
1: Yes. <laughs> exactly. And of course we did get a question to follow up with that. <laughs> we'll we'll see how that plays out later on in this episode. Um but Rhinox uh pipes up saying that they should really make sure that they don't damage this ship because the maximal ship was damaged beyond repair. So this is their only chance of getting the all spark off of the planet. So
3: and speaking uh, of the all spark,
1: yes, speaking of the all spark, we, uh, although we do get a moment where ratchet says, yes, listen to the super genius.
2: Oh <laughs> yeah. I like, uh, I like them calling a the super genius. Yes. Cause he has been like legit smart. Like there, there hasn't mm-hmm. been a lot of character development or character, not even develop, not, or well, is it character development? What's the word? Yeah. yeah. I guess character, de- it's still character development if you're just establishing stuff. Yes. It, you, as opposed to like art, they certainly haven't had any character arcs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, uh, there hasn't been a lot. They, they haven't had a lot of time with, uh, with the maximals, but. They definitely have been establishing that Rhinox is real smart, S M R T,
1: indubitably. But indubitably. yes, as as Jordan alluded to, we uh, get Optimus uh, inbound with B- Bumblebee saying that the that the Allspark is on its way and that they need to get the uh, the ship out of this volcano. And which of course, we'll <laughs> just like, well, if you
3: insist, <laughs> while well, everyone else is like, no,
1: yep. And there's like this whirs. The ship starts to power up, but then there's like rumbling, and everybody's like, "Uh," and then rocks start to crash, and they're like, "You're gonna crash the ship!" And Bumblebee's like, "Abort, abort." And that might be my screen capture for the episode. Now that I think about it, just Bumblebee with the with the uh, the subtitles, abort, abort, and we got Rynox who, who's trying to get the computer to respond. He, you know, he slams his fist down, and then the engines start to to power down, thankfully. thankfully. But he wonders what's going on with with Teletran as it sort of mutters a little bit. He's not sure what exactly's going on. But then then we get our opening credits as normal, and after our credits, we cut back to the the force as Optimus and Primal make their way out of the fog, the other Maximals and Autobots come to see them and are congratulatory as they emerge with the AllSpark, but Prime does talk about how the, the Allspark is dying. and Peter
3: gets out of Big Pot.
1: Yes, he does. Rather rather than like that. Although uh Rattrap does have an interesting line as usual, uh when Prime says that the Allspark is dying, he's like, How could the ultimate life source be dying? Which Prime, you know, talks about how it's a symbiotic relationship and how one cannot survive without the other. So as Prime talks about them needing to get it back to to Cybertron, he's then shot in the back by Predacon Megatron, I'm assuming, because Decepticon Megatron is sort of leaning up against him a bit. Uh, So we have a bit of an exchange between the Megatrons and Optimus and the others is as they say, for Prime to hand it over, and he refuses. But uh, Megatron Megatrons says, are buddy-buddy this episode. They are. But uh, but Prime is quick to say that the spark is dying because of them, and he says to Megatron to, to yield now so that they may save their home, to which Megatron is reluctant as we then zoom out on Starscream and Black Arachnia, who are watching on from... A little ways off.
3: To the point where if uh, Starscream wanted to, he could put his hand up and be like, I am squishing your head. I am squishing your head. <laughs> you, never, you never did that? Oh, I've done that before. <laughs>
2: um, So Megatron, yeah, Megatron shows like a relatively lot of doubt in this episode. I mean, I guess he just, he just lost last episode, which I mean, like, I thought he got like eaten by the... Allspark. Yeah. So, so like what, so what happened then? Good question. (laughs) It's like the universe reset and then it's like, Oh no, everybody's fine. Like did Mm -hmm. they all,
3: there wasn't even like like, really bad trip kind of thing.
2: Yeah. Like normally, normally what would happen in a, in a situation like this, like this, where they had the crazy 2001 ending is you would have them all wake up in a field kind of together but it's like in this it's like they're all kind of back at their respective bases or whatever you would think that somebody would have tried to capitalize on on the immediate yeah you'd think yeah I don't know so it's just a little weird that that threw me off a little bit because it's like and I, I do feel like sometimes shows do this like you have an episode that ends with like this like crazy Universal like gigantic Nonsensical LSD style ending mm-hmm. And then and then you just like Kind of keep going from there Even though you shouldn't ha- You shouldn't keep going But I don't know it was
1: weird Yeah a little bit Although all this talk of LSD I'm reminded of a Dragon Ball Z Abridged episode now I want to hear Megatron screaming I'm
0: coming down
1: <laughs> Another time perhaps
2: Dragon Ball Z abridged Wow Oh yeah, that's an old I, that reference. Was, yeah, well, yeah, I, they, I dropped off. Well, I mean, they, you know, they slowed down their production or whatever. I don't know if they slowed down their production or if I just discovered it all at once. But I kind of, it's, it's a thing that gets referenced a lot. But I like watched it one all on one day, all in one day in two thousand nine. Oh, then,
1: they they finished well. So they did up to the end of the cell arc. They aren't going to do boo. Mm-hmm. There was a big uproar about that, but uh, but they finish it off really really well with mm-hmm. so <laughs> really really well actually. So, but yes, I made a reference.
2: But, uh, I just the one the one that I always re- re- references is, is I hate it when they use self destruct. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's I think that's the only thing I think that's the only thing from that that I still reference.
1: I mean, there's so many quotable ones, but I'm.
2: I am digressing. We we are getting off topic. Yes, yes we are. Well, look, look, we've been pretty on topic so far. Uh, true. We're only 20 minutes into this phone call, and we're like, we've actually started talking about the episode. Yeah, that's yeah. true.
1: <laughs> but this is to make sure that we all get to bed on time, too.
2: Yeah, well, <laughs> my wife just bought me a cup, brought me, brought me a cup of tea. Oh, no. So. Maybe I'll get a second wind. Maybe. That would be nice. <laughs> I a few weeks ago I, I, I heard this thing that like people who are like uh feel like they have lost control of their life will force themselves to stay up late just because like then they have like that that little it it's like an illusion of control. That's oh. totally me.
3: Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh.
2: Yeah, like I get I get so jealous of people who are insomniacs (laughs) and I know that I shouldn't, but like whenever, but like, like the other day I was like, man, I just want to like lay in bed and not fall asleep. Like, I just want to, you know, have peace and quiet and not worry about anything. And then, uh, and then I laid in bed and then I fell asleep and then had, and then had like fucking nightmares because of the stress shit, you know, this is the world we live in. Uh, but yeah, anyway, Megatron decides not he like doesn't shoot him and then we go to to, to Blackarachnia and and Starscream and have their little
1: yes they, they have,
2: have a, their little couple
1: of yes because as it turns out when nobody was looking Blackarachnia managed to sneak the golden disc away and now we see the the fruits of all of her labors where she had gathered some of Megatron's energon and she can apparently use her webs to, quote-unquote, double as circuitry. And she's recreating Megatron's forearm, you could say, and his player, and has the golden disc in it. And Starscream's like, that. your entire plan was for me to fight Meg. You goaded me into fighting Megatron just so you could get his energon. She's like, well, yeah.
3: <laughs> she's more like, well, you survived.
1: Yeah, you're alive, aren't you? but he doesn't take too kindly to that. And he makes off with the uh, arm slash player and golden disc and starts shaking the arm, telling it to, to reveal its secrets, you piece of scrap. And we get a bunch of digital windows that pop up from the arm. We start hearing Megatron, like future Megatron talking about how prime is dead by his hand. He's not far behind him, wishing that he could go back Knowing what he knows now, and if they could have just worked together, then they could have. And then it gets cut off, and Starscream's like, "Well, what, what, what?" But then Starscream suddenly is somewhere else, and he's in front of Unicron, and he is reliving the moment where Megatron is found by Unicron in space.
2: So, so question: Are we yep. sure that that's actually Unicron? Yes. Okay, cuz
3: they keep calling it Nemesis. They no, they refer to a different they're referring to something else when they're yeah. talking about okay. Nemesis.
2: Cuz yeah. it kind of seems like that's Nemesis based on <coughs> I mean I mean I saw the movie. <laughs> I know that I know that Galvatron works for Unicron and and everything, but but based on what we've seen so far, it really seems like that is Nemesis.
3: Well, but, it
1: could I be. Mean, I mean, it could sort of be alluded to, with in a in a sense.
3: Yeah, it's. I mean, there are times when uh, Unicron has been referred to as like Nemesis of, of of everything and stuff like that. So it's not really hard to loop it back up there, back around. But the planet is, the planet thing that remakes Megatron there is definitely supposed to be Unicron. Yeah. Okay. Yes.
2: I, I I I I I it certainly is supposed to evoke Unicron. Mm-hmm. But I, they just keep calling it Nemesis. I feel well, like that's what they're referring to.
1: So there have been references to Nemesis and there's there we still got an episode left. I will just say that <laughs> yeah,
2: you guys cheated. An episode left. <laughs> <laughs> so now we can't speculate. You can speculate all you want. Well, you just told me I was mean, wrong. I
1: guess. No, no, aspect, no, no, I, I didn't say whether you were wrong or not. I just said well, that there's well, an episode left.
3: To, to be fair, uh, at this, like even before seeing all the end, uh, in my mind, their references to Nemesis was back to remember how in the dead universe, Prime saw a possible future and like a red-eyed Prime rising from like uh, from the ground. Right. Yeah, I mean, and Nemesis Prime that's, is like a thing. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 what I was figuring out, like or thinking, like like how, Unicron grabbed uh, Megatron and made him Galvatron. Something that, there's there's a future where, and that's what I think that that's what I was thinking. The Beast Beast War, or you know, the Maximals were referring to is something happens and Prime is made Nemesis Prime by something, mm. like he becomes dark and and edgy or something like that, and. He starts shopping start sweating, a hot topic. Listening to hard <laughs> rock music.
1: <laughs> Spends his time at the mall.
3: Like even even uh, especially that I, that's that's what I thought when uh, he when Primal and Predacon Megatron were fighting and, and he says and Megatron's like well, what about you you side with Nemesis like I I think that's an allusion to like in one possible future Prime becomes Nemesis Prime and and that's what uh Megatron thinks is is like what they're doing like they they so, side side with that evil while he sided with this evil.
2: So I thought that's interesting cuz I I took that as um them siding with him siding with them. I I thought that was an allusion to something earlier in the in the Beast Wars um where maybe where Optimus sided with somebody that was a bad guy. Maybe that's how they went from 200 on each side to 4. It was that they was that Optimus sided with an even more evil team or something.
3: I don't know. I don't know. Keep, keep going, Greg. Well, no, there's there's all kinds. <laughs> that's the nice things. I I think one of the the best things about the series is that it it is literally letting things. It wants things to be open to interpretation. It wants oh, us yeah. to like think. Oh, maybe this is like an alternate way things will happen. So Which, like show. No, so so like point. no. No, I was going to say no. Answer is wrong. Yeah. It's just because I mean,
1: yeah, up to this point, I mean, the Beast Wars characters are completely different from the characters that we have known for the vast majority of time. So it's not out of the realm. So who knows? could be possible. But yes, we we get Starscream, who is sort of living these last moments of Megatron as he hears Megatron saying that he will obey and Unicron saying that his current body will not survive and we see this it, we see an asteroid that goes in front of Starscream, who then becomes Megatron, and another asteroid goes in front of him and he becomes Galvatron. And Starscream has the realization. He's like, we we then see Starscream back on this little cliff that he had landed on. He's like, Megatron is Galvatron? And he's sort of like, Oh, what the hell? And he's like, Oh. Megatron is going to be born a slave and will die a slave. And as he says that, the golden disc sort of revs up in the, the forearm that he's holding and we get this reddish gold glow. And then Starscream is suddenly back in front of Unicron and Unicron is trying to pull his body in and trying to tell him to listen carefully. And we cut back to black Arachnia. She's in her spider form climbing up this, this mountain and she's yelling at Starscream, telling him that you know I know all about your history. You were a coward, you were arrogant, backstabbing, incompetent, and you were you. You'll never rule. That's your that's your legacy. You'll never. And then she's like, uh, what? She's like, what what? What's wrong with you? And he's just holding the golden disc and he's freaking out. He's like, uh, we have to go. We have to go right now.
3: I kind of like this scene because Black Arachnia is basically she's just had it with Starscream. And she's just, she's mostly saying that, I mean, yeah, she's saying what, what is known about him, but she's really saying it also because she knows it is like the most hurtful things that he does not want to hear. And she's, and she's mad enough that she wants to hurt him. Yes. Verbally.
1: Yeah. And we then get quite possibly the worst animated transitional scene in this entire trilogy, it. Oh, this is why I have this episode ranked low. Uh oh. So it it is literally like this sort of shuttle. It looks like a goddamn cutscene from. Do you do, do you remember? Did either? Well, both of you finished Mass Effect three,
2: right? I, <laughs> no. Uh, I have not. Okay. Okay. I I the only Mass Effect that I've ever played was when Jordan oh, was, was playing
3: it. Okay. It, it, so, I did I did not, complete the first one at some point, but then yeah. my computer crashed and I lost my game file saves. Uh, so
1: the the animated I say animated it the end of Mass Effect three without spoiling anything. uh instead of it being like an actual animated cutscene, it is more like. PowerPoint slides a click and, and a drag one, not even click and drag oh well some of it's click and drag but that's what I got from this scene where we see this shuttle flying to the ark because it it does not even look cgi it looks like a like a digital drawing that is not 3d of the ark and this volcano and you have this it it is completely stationary. You don't see anything moving as far as the background or the lighting. And you've got this lone shuttle. that is the only thing moving on this static background. And it looks absolutely horrible. I thought like, it looked
2: good. It, <laughs> I mean, could've, I, I could have made that Flash. I really liked. But it's like a pretty drawing. <laughs> It's a pretty drawing in a CGI cartoon. Yeah, I like yeah, per, yeah, that's good. I like I like pretty drawings. I don't need no motion. I like, my, I like moving things in cartoons is overrated.
1: <laughs> As someone who who did some digital animation, this had to be some of the laziest laziest ass shit that I have seen in these in the entirety of the episodes that we have done. And that says something because we watched Beast Machines. The animation in Beast Machines was good, though. (laughs) I mean, but it had like points where it was kind of chunky. But at the same time, at least it was animated.
2: I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I don't know exactly where you're (laughs) at in the show. But I thought the I actually thought the animation was excellent in this episode throughout. Well, I mean, like aside from like this transition where you see the shuttle, everything else is fine
1: like it, it's back up to par. We just get this one transition. <laughs> it's like, it just stuck out to me like a sore thumb. Oh, it, it uh.
2: okay. Well, that's okay. I, but yeah, seriously though, people give, yeah. people give a lot of animation grief for like having it not move very much. But you know what? One of my favorite cartoons of all time is space goes coast to coast. And, uh, it doesn't have a lot of animation.
3: But it still looks great. All yeah. I can think of is uh, Lord Hater from Wander Over Yonder trying to fix a cartoon, and he's like, "Why is animating so hard? People who do this deserve much more respect." And then just pointlessly stares at the screen.
1: Mm. It's true. <laughs> uh, but yes, we. Uh, we
2: there's also of... isn't there also a Rocco's Modern Life episode that's basically that?
3: I'm pretty sure they also did that joke. Yes. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm. Rocco's modern life really was one of those ones that did stuff like that, so yeah. But yes. Anyway, that's
1: that, that's my grave. That's my grave for the episode. It's The only one i
3: Okay.
2: Okay. I'll make sure okay. we we'll, we've notated it. Okay. No more
1: complaining. You you can hold you can hold me to it, Kendall. Okay. Yes. We we cut back inside as Optimus and the others arrive. Uh, the science team is still working to to get the ship out, but. B says that there's something wrong with Teletran and that they're running diagnostics. But Prime is telling them that the, the AllSpark is dying and everyone gasps as Prime tells Wheeljack to, to 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 put it onto manual and do whatever is necessary to get them off the planet. And I'm thinking to myself, oh God, don't tell them that.
0: <laughs>
1: Next thing you know, he'll be trying to set off the volcano to launch them into orbit. But...
0: Whatever's As necessary. They,
1: uh, yeah. <laughs> As they uh start scrambling, B gets a, a blip on his communicator and he walks outside the ship. And lo and behold, there's Starscream, who is freaking out, man. It's funny that we were talking about LSD and coming down. He is tripping balls. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I, I know how this looks. And all I, all I could have the only thing that was missing was like him like scratching at his chest or his arms or something like that. Like some <laughs> sort of a nervous tick. But he was, he's like, Hey, I, I know, but please, he's like, after everything we've been through, <laughs> it's like we as a species, and he does hold his hand to his chest for that part. It's like, we as a species, all this war, all this death. What if any hands be the golden disc? He's like, what if it was all by design, man? B is just like, what's wrong (laughs) (laughs) with him? He's like, I don't fucking know, man. (laughs) She's like, I don't know. He's like, he's been acting crazy ever since he listened to that disc. So maybe he listened to it backwards, Kendall. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then he heard that Paul was dead. Exactly. But but he's immediately like, I'm not crazy. (laughs) It would have been funny if he would have been like, you're all crazy. I'm not crazy. But he's like, no, we we don't have much time. It's like he can see us. And B is like, who? He's like, the one who's done this to us, and he's like pleading with him. And he he has a character moment. He's like, I'm not strong enough. I'm like he knows that. But you and the Autobots, you the future belongs in more capable hands. And he hands B the disc, and B takes it. And looks at Starscream and then immediately breaks it. <laughs> and Starscream's like, no! And B is like, yeah. the future's already here. hes We have to face it head on. And as he says that, we get a big shadow that comes over the scene. And then we, as Jordan alluded to earlier, we get the recreation of that Beast war scene as the nemesis is above the arc.
2: Man, the... When when uh, when Bumblebee shatters the disc, that's like yeah. I don't know. That was just like a moment. That was like yeah. That was like something that we have been
3: waiting uh, five but years for. Like like I was I, I wasn't expecting it, and I'm and it's still pretty pretty. I don't know it, it, Like you said, it's like pretty pretty uh, a heavy thing, especially with when he says like you know. Uh, it's it's our job to, to you know, to, to, for, like, you know, like what, what he said to Starscream about living in the present.
1: Yes.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was, it was just great. Like, I mean, the whole thing is the Predacons stole the golden disc. Now there's yep. no more golden disc.
1: Mm-hmm. Dinobot didn't even die trying to destroy it this time. Yep. He died earlier. Yes. Did you ever go back and watch that, Kendall?
2: No, I didn't. I I think I was awake for most of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, we cut inside as the as the shields get raised on the Ark, uh, but they aren't going to hold much longer. Prime orders them to, to hail the nemesis, and he's saying to Megatron, he's like, What are you doing? The Allspark is going to be destroyed. And Megatron says, Oh, it will survive the bombardment. But you will not. He's like, I will bury you on this planet. And they says goodbye, old friend, as the weapons start shooting again. And the Autobots are freaking out, and Prime is saying that they need to evacuate and get into the shells, and Ironhide says that the Nemesis will just blast them out of the sky. And then Primal steps forward and volunteers to lead a strike team to distract the Cons long enough for them to escape. And we get a, a nice moment here because prime is of the mind that trying to do something like that is a suicide mission. Uh, but, and he's not willing to, to sacrifice them. But primal says that he is, and then, but then black arachnia pipes up and says, I've got a better idea. Get me on the ship. I can sabotage the weapons and we all get to live. <laughs> so noble, no noble sacrifice today.
2: Black arachnia is pretty good in this episode. Yeah. And
1: we get a pretty cool moment here as all of the Maximals and the one Predacon, of course, are all on their beast forms on top of the ark, looking up at the Nemesis as it's shooting down at them. And we get this energy blast that hits and then we get this smoke as they as primal yells, maximize and then flies up into the air with his jets. We finally get to see him use his jets.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So. But how do they get to the how do the rest of them get to the ship? Like they're I was I, I forget if we actually see. But like I was watching this and I was like, okay, so he's flying and he's not carrying Black Arachnia. Mm-hmm. What are these rest of
1: these guys going to do? I'm assuming Air Razor probably uh, took Yeah, all there's
2: of them. took them one by Air, one. Yeah. Either
3: Air Razor pulled up uh Tiger, Tron and, and Trudar, you you definitely see that see her pulling yep. them up over up onto the thing.
2: Um, then Rhinox just jumped.
3: Probably,
1: I well, mean, he probably
2: had Rhinox. He probably had Rat Trap on his back and he jumped. He
3: probably he probably had Legolas toss him. Yeah, I mean to to be fair, I can't imagine uh Rhinox very easily doing a Hulk leap. Oh, that mm-hmm. would be awesome. Why didn't they
2: show us that instead of not animating that other scene?
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, so the, the Maximals, yeah. Oh, we do get a pretty cool scene where Primal manages to cut one of the uh, the Seekers in half with his sword.
3: Oh, yeah. Um, one of the random...
1: Yeah, one of the red. random Seekers. <laughs> then, I love uh, how Pro- it's like
2: sometimes there are extra Decepticons and sometimes it's just Megatron. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, like like it's, you know, um, I mean, and it makes sense that like some of them would be staying with the ship or whatever, but it's just it's just kind of funny how like sometimes sometimes he has henchmen and sometimes he doesn't. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's
1: kind of kind of fortuitous at times for him, but uh, Primal and Cheetor and Tigatron uh, bust through the ceiling Followed by Rhinox and Rat Trap as they start taking a, taking on the, the Decepticons. Uh, Cheetor and Tigatron go after Soundwave, and uh, Megatron is like, "Get these animals off my bridge!" to Which uh, Pred Megatron uh, immediately starts duking it out with Primal, and we get a pretty good you know a pretty good fight scene. We we cut back outside to see uh, uh, Black Arachnia and Airazor is and. <laughs> Uh, we get an interesting scene, and this is sort of Jordan, what I was alluding to on Twitter a few weeks ago. With, um, because, <laughs> uh, Air Racer says, if I suspect that you are doing anything, I'm going to tear off all eight of your legs. To which Black Arachne responds, careful, I like it rough.
3: On the, <laughs> uh, on the, uh, uh, TF Wiki, it has that quote, and, yeah. uh, and the, 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 uh, Dash after it says air lays down the law slash fix
1: yeah yeah probably and it sort of goes hand in hand with the scene that we'll get a in a few minutes yep but uh we cut back inside as uh primal and beast megatron are duking it out uh primal is accusing megatron of being a servant of galvatron now and beast megatron is saying that no he has saved Megatron. And the uh, primal saying that his affections have blinded him and it doesn't matter who he is. He's just going, he's just using you. And then the moment you become a problem, he'll kill you to which Megatron is like, now why would little old me ever become a problem for Lord and Megatron? Which can't tell if he's being serious. It, it's almost one of those reads of the line where Megatron, like Decepticon. He can't tell Megatron, the sincerity. Yeah.
3: Like, like, there's there's a li- again, like, remember how I said there was a, a few th- times when he was talking when they first met yeah. that it kind of felt like he he, you know, he was just saying what was there. But there was also an underlying like, oh, I'm going to use this to my advantage. Yeah, that's that's kind of a reading in this line, too. That it sounds like. Yeah.
2: See, see, I I take it. the I take it. the Well, I mean, I, obviously, blah, blah, blah. Open interpretation. All that stuff you said earlier. But. I take it as uh like like me everybody always thinks I'm being sarcastic when I'm not and and like you, you know they're like oh you wouldn't do this and I would be like no of course I wouldn't do that and then they're like ah that's funny Kendall you're saying you're telling <coughs> a joke I'm like no seriously I wouldn't but so like he's like no I I feel like everything that we have seen this Megatron do especially with the amount of Behind the scenes manipulation. It's not like, it's not like these, uh, the, the series creators are subtle about who's, who's, uh, uh, conspiring behind whose back. That's true. Uh, uh, I, I don't, I think that this Megatron, it is literally like he is, he's, he's the Scorpion, he's Scorpionock. You know, he's, he's just, he's just a fanboy mm-hmm. of, of the, of the real Megatron. And I mean, you know, I mean, he's, uh, If you think of Megatron as like a as like a cultist, you you, you know, with the golden disc and a prophecy and all that stuff, you know, this is the this is the guy that is, you know, that it's his namesake, it's his guy that he's always looked up to. I I don't think there's anything um, wrong with having him with having him be super loyal. And also, like, I think that sometimes Transformers has the bad guys are too constantly stabbing each other in the back. Like, can't we have some bad, you know, can't we have some bad guys that just actually like, you know, (laughs) agree with their, you know, with their leader? Like, I mean, that's how the real world works. I, I, you know, there are some people that, that, uh, that like bad guys. Yeah, that's true. You know, um, I heard that there, I heard that some people did not like our former president and some people liked him. So yeah,
1: (laughs) I heard some people, you know, promoted the the Predacon cause a few years ago, and then turned out it wasn't the case.
2: Look, I I learned my I learned my lesson. I understand it has. I think I (laughs) didn't I explain it.
1: Yes, you did last week. A lot to
2: do with like (laughs) me learning how privilege and stuff works. I look. I've grown as a person (laughs) in many ways. Um. Yeah.
1: I know, Kendall oh but yes we we get a it's an interesting back and forth between the two of them uh we cut back to to black arachnia and air razor as she's starting to hack into the weapons and here is what i was talking about a few weeks ago for you kendall we get multiple
2: Ox. yeah that was pretty cool yeah they're, like, they're coming like after air razor I like I liked that. Um, I was like I was like somebody bought all the toys. Yeah. I was like no wonder no wonder they're so expensive on Amazon now. Mm. They're hoarding them. I don't know. Did Scorpionock? Is Scorpionock even expensive on Amazon? I don't know. He was the one <laughs> that I didn't buy. Let me see. We're
1: taking a moment to to check Amazon.
2: <laughs> I got it right here. Oh, okay. Yeah. We, he's we come full $99. circle. We're, we're, we're checking the MSRP on <laughs> Yeah. He's, he's 2299 on Amazon right now. Oh, it's not too bad. Yeah. I would buy him, but like, there's only so much room on my dresser. Like I really I feel like I bought too many, um, too many of the, of the transformers in the war for Cybertron and kind of got stuff cluttered up. And then also like, if you have so many of them, like, you don't remember how to transform him?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I, haven't, I still haven't even opened my Dinobot. Neither have I. And I still need to transform my Jetfire. Maybe I need a... I guess, if I'd have known they were going to just kill him off like that, I wouldn't have even bought him. Like No, just kidding. It's He's a good... I'm glad that I have him. I'm glad that I got him. He, he's best boy dinosaur. <laughs> but yes,
1: we, we cut back to, to Primal and Megatron. We're still duking it out. And this is where we get uh, Megatron accusing Primal of siding with Nemesis. But uh, Primal says that, yes, well, it it was my choice who I sided with. And then he activates his jets and pushes Beast Megatron into a wall. We get a pretty cool scene with uh, Soundwave, who ejects Ravage, and Cheetor, who transforms back into his Cheetah form, and they start circling And Ravage goes after Cheetor, and then Tigatron comes in in his (laughs) tiger form and just grabs him by the neck and tosses him aside. (laughs) And Ravage is like, wow. Cat fight. Yep. But then Megatron just literally comes in and just boots Tigatron. (laughs) Cheetor jumps up at his face, and Megatron tosses him aside. So then Rhinox comes in and transforms and literally Dabs Megatron with his horn. Yeah. Right in the side, but then Megatron tosses him off as Soundwave keeps uh, firing the weapons from the Nemesis. Uh, We then cut back to the Autobots as uh, Wheeljack is trying to divert power to to the engines. And Prime is telling him that whatever they're planning on doing, they need to do it now as the engines start to power up and blast and then die. And Ratchet's The, the engines are down, and auxiliary's down. <clears throat> Prime's like, do we still have shields? And Wheeljack's like, we're trying. And as he's staring at the screen, we have Wheeljack. We get an old, over-the-shoulder look of Wheeljack. As he's at a computer screen, there's multiple windows open, scrolling with this text. And it's, of course, all Cybertronian, and it's very, very fuzzy. Otherwise, you know, I'm sure somebody would try and decipher it. But uh, apparently Teletran is fighting them. And just then, the Allspark activates, we get this big blue flash of light. As we then cut to the Nemesis again, and the Maximals are down. Rad Traps tossed aside, Cheetor, Rhinox, and Tigertron are down, as Primal is shot in the back by Megatron. And then Beast Megatron steps on him, which we aren't going to get into that either. Um, and But we get that line where he says, did you really think you could... You know, face the fury of both Megatrons. Both Megatrons.
2: Uh, I just love there being two Megatrons. That's, the, um, that's my favorite thing, is there being two Megatrons.
1: Oh, yeah. We we then get a alarm sounding as Soundwave reports that there's a en- massive energy spike inside the arc. And Megatron uh, asks what the shields are, in, and Soundwave says they're 12%. And he says, one more blast, and it will finally be over Is uh, Primal, you know, he's like groaning and, you know, holding up his hand saying no. We cut back to Air Razor and Black Arachnia. So Air Razor, uh, Jordan, I think you mentioned this like a few weeks ago. So Air Razor's kind of ripping off Iron Man here a little bit. Yep. Yeah. She's, she's got like repulsor blasters in her palms. and She's getting overrun by uh, Scorpionox here.
3: Even get a, one of those heroic... Uh circling circling uh circling fighters thing yes yeah which is yeah. C- kind of it comes at a neat point though uh where like she's air razors basically getting overwhelmed and she's trying and she's telling Black Arachnia to hurry up and she had just uh, Black Arachnia had said had just said like I I still need a few minutes and then all of a sudden she webs like one of the uh to get her and then join in with the fighting so we get we we get her shooting the uh, the gun the her arm uh, arm leg guns yep. you know which was yep. which
1: was neat yeah we do get a cool scene because they're sort of back to back with Black Arachnia shooting her her leg guns and Air Razor shooting her palm blasters as mm-hmm. you know they're going toe to toe with these Scorpion and we cut back to the bridge as Megatron orders Soundwave to fire at will It's Soundwave can't because the weapons are offline as Primal chuckles. And uh, so Megatron then tells him to lower the porting ramp. And uh, Soundwave's like, put our weapons. And then Megatron, as the camera zooms in, says, I am a weapon. He walks, like out on t- yeah. he walks out onto the ramp and turns into his tank mode. And he's got a bit of a smirk on his face before he does it. And he shoots a blast. It hits the arc because uh, shields are knocked down to 9%. And Bumblebee's like, What is firing at us? Uh, Prime uh, is 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 ordering them to abandon ship, but as they run for the door, the door it's opens. Gone. Yep, it, <laughs> it slides open, but there's something sliding in
2: front of it.
3: I, I love. Sparks. I like how Bumblebee's like, uh, where'd the door go? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man! And when Megatron transforms into a into his gun tank thing form, oh man, that was awesome. Like like I just I love. I love that. I am a weapon like Mm -hmm. it's like which is like totally true. Like they're all Mm -hmm. like all of them are have like, you know, 75 guns each on them. Like, (laughs) yeah. And and his and I mean, the fact that his his alt form like can't really be used for much of anything means that his gun on there, like all the power is going to his gun when he's in that form. So that's probably a pretty good blast. Oh. And what else are you going to use it for? Mm-hmm. Then, besides like some, uh, like, a, uh, what do you call it? Like artillery, artillery fire. Yeah. And, uh, and then also, like, just a, just a, re- but also just like a really quick attention to detail thing. They established when they were at 12% shields, which I love in, when they tell, in sci fi things, when they tell you what percent their shields are. Um, you know, they're at 12% shields. The only thing better is when, uh, when Iron Man suits tell the user, uh, what percentage of the power is left. <laughs> I love, I love it. But they're at 12% shields and they say one more blast from the ship will do the trick. And he shoots them himself and it gets them down to 9%. So obviously his gun, his like self gun is not as powerful as the ship guns, which makes sense because it's a big old ship. Uh, Mm -hmm. but still, you know, something and he can, but it's still impressive. Yeah. It's still impressive. And he just need, and they got it down low enough. You know, he just needs to, this is where, you know, where you're in Pokemon and your Charizard gets killed. And then you send out your, your like Pidgey. That's an HM slave. And, but it just needs to quick attack and finish it off. You know? Yeah. You just hope that it has enough HP to do the job. Yeah. You hope that it has enough HP. You hope that it can just get that last little sliver of uh you know of lorelei's last pokemon
0: <laughs>
1: uh but yes as, as megatron is preparing a a second blast we get starscream who flies up onto the ramp transforms and pushes megatron's cannon out of the way of hitting the arc megatron transforms and immediately calls him an idiot and the two of them starscream's trying to tell him to stop and that this is just what he wants. Death, death and more death. You know, sounds
2: like, you know, black, me-
1: like a heavy metal band or something,
2: man. I love, I love Starscream, like just a way that he just like lost it. Cause Megatron has been seeing those visions this whole season yeah. and he's been kind of slowly losing his mind, but Starscream is not, you know, prepared to deal with this kind of, with this kind of knowledge and just, just knowing how horrible everything is going to be, it just drives him insane. And I I really feel like, I really feel like if, if you knew what the future was going to be, you would go insane. Oh yeah. You know, because you would, you you know, terrible things would happen and you would try to change things, but you wouldn't be able to change things. And you would just, you would just lose your mind Mm -hmm. and you would, plus you would know you're going to lose your mind because it's, because you know the future. It's a terrible cycle. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's, uh, it's great. <laughs> this is why I love time travel stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, but uh, Megatron manages to, to grab Starscream by the face. And Starscream starts saying, if only I could go back, work together. So he's repeating Megatron's words. Yeah, and, trying to
3: tell him that's what he said.
1: Yeah. And, uh, and that's why he had to enslave you, because that's what he feared, you working with them. And Megatron, of course, is like enslaved. He's like, my life is my own. And that's when Starscream chuckles. He's like, that's right. That's exactly what you said. Oh, didn't anyone tell you? You, you are Galvatron. To which Megatron pauses. And he's like, hey, and for like the the face really, emo- I find Megatron's face. Most of all emotes so well in this series because we get that moment where he's just like, wait, why? And like, even his eyes, like, the like the pupils and stuff are so different compared to human eyes. But you still get that that emote, that emote in the face where he's like, no. And as Star is true, you were reborn into servitude. I heard the whole thing. Then he spoke to me, your master. And he thinks I'll just let all this happen. And he thinks that I'm weak, but I'm not. I'm not just another victim. I can do what has to be done. <laughs> and Meg sure like, you can't do anything right, Starscream. And then he holds his gun up to his face and he's like, I can fly. <laughs> like, yeah,
2: I love that I love that moment because like he's holding he's holding Starscream yeah. off the edge of the thing and it's like it doesn't if you drop Starscream, he's not gonna fall to his death. Like, you are, you are, yeah, oh, man. And he has, yeah, he just has that great moment. That yep.
3: I, yeah. Ah, oh, so good. See, like I said, there's some great moments in this episode.
2: Yeah.
1: But uh, Starscream kicks off of him, transforms, and, and back into his jet and rams into Megatron, who falls off the ramp as plummet, 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 then into a giant hand what? as we get thunder and lightning and Smoke billowing and see Volcanoes erupting and then we get some flashes That backlight this,
4: this silhouette. Like, I used to think That I could not <laughs> Go on <laughs> And Life was nothing But an awful Song
2: uh, And so
1: on uh, But we, we Then cut to a Pair of glowing blue eyes As we see this face starting to form, and then this large hand rising out of the smoke. It grab, literally grabs the nose of the Nemesis and starts pushing it aside. As we hear the engines rev, and we cut inside to to Beast Megatron looking at the screen, seeing this face of this bot that is pushing this ship away, and he's like, "What? What is it?" And Primal says, "A miracle." As we we see this giant robot with a face that is shaped like the Autobot logo. And it, it rears back with, with a hand that had been pushing the Nemesis away. It's now balled up in a fist, and it literally just punches into the underside of the ship. And we see, like, cracks start to form in the hull as there's explosions. Black arachnea and Air Racer are on the outside, and Black Arachnia is knocked off from one of these explosions as Air Racer flies down and catches her and this is the other moment that I was alluding to earlier where Blackarachnia says my hero and gives her a kiss on the cheek which yep. she would have done to, to Silverbolt in the same vein but but mm-hmm. yes so we uh, we then hear Wheeljack as he's like Teletramp what, what is this and that we hear tele- the voice of Teletramp saying hello Wheeljack and it starts explaining as Wheeljack asks what it did to it and Wheeljack calls him friend. Um, Teletran says that the the time in the dead universe gave it visions of multiple futures, and that this what which included schematics for this transformation. That it knew at this point in time that it would have to become what it is now. So therefore, it dedicated all of its power reserves to to modify itself.
3: Which is why that, they couldn't do a dang thing.
1: But it was the Allspark that gave the last bit of energy that it needed in order for it to be able to complete its transformation. So as Teletran slash the Ark is now holding Megatron in the palm of its open hand, and Megatron is like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Looking up at this giant robot, Prime is like, then it is over as we get this. You know, the zoom in on the face and the silhouette of Megatron looking very tiny, looking up at it. And uh, then we get a zoom out as the nemesis is sort of crashed into the into lava with Teletrans standing on some rocks beside it. We then cut to black, then back as the, the battle is over, Prime's telling them to prepare for takeoff as the, the Predacons and the Septicons are getting led away from the Nemesis. Megatron is in a holding cell, and Prime is talking to to the Max talking to Primal and saying that he owes him once again, and that Megatron would have sure, surely destroyed them. To which Primal's like, well, without you, I'd never have a chance to take my crew home. And they talk they talk about how um it's not going to be the same Cybertron. And also Primal's like, we're orphans out of time now. Uh, It's uncharted territory, purely theoretical, (laughs) and Rhinox says that we may vanish at any moment. (laughs) I like that. But, uh, yeah. Primal says that he would like to see Cybertron, as Prime has described, and Prime says that it will take work and that they have to rebuild. Uh, So as the Ark lifts up into the air, Primal says that they'll rebuild together as one. And uh, he then... Begins to say how he sh- he wants to warn Prime about Nemesis, to which Prime says, "We can talk about that later when we have more time. said, right now, the the Allspark needs us." And so he orders Teletran to set course for Cybertron as they are flying through space towards the the Space Bridge, which powers up. And then we hear Starscream freaking out again. He's like, <laughs> "No, no, 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 no!" Black Arachnia and Hound are checking on him. He's like, "Well, what?" He's like, no, we have to stop the ship. He, We can't go back to Cybertron. That's what he wants. And he's still freaking as the, the space bridge powers up. And we get a flash and Starscream yells, no. And then we cut to credits. Dun, dun, dun. So we'll see what's going to happen next week. But yeah. I mean, we, we definitely had some, some great moments in, in this episode. Mm. But at the same time, there was some stuff that just threw me for it.
3: No, yeah. st- I like the fight scene. The fight scene was pretty nice.
0: Yeah,
2: the fight scene was good. Booting <laughs> a cat across the room. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, my only thing is that is that like it kind of this kind of feels like like a more like a second climax after last episode. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it kind of seems like the Allspark should. Weirdly, weirdly, like most of the time people complain about Deus Ex Machina's, but I kind of feel like the Allspark should have been the Deus Ex Machina that, that uh, you know fixed everything,
3: it and kind of did because, yeah, but they only said it in passing that it was the sudden energy spike it did earlier that gave uh, the arc the final the final push it needed. Yeah.
2: Right. But I meant like that. It I thought that it was I literally took it that like the AllSpark was like resetting the universe to make everything right at the end of last episode. Oh. So and that's not what happened. The AllSpark just Uh, I, I, I really don't know what the AllSpark did, except for that there was a spark of energy, apparently. But like what what did it achieve by doing all those weird visual effects at the end of the episode?
0: Uh, Because it didn't
2: it it didn't disable Megatron, which seems like the bare minimum of what it should have done. I think what it did is it lowered its defenses.
1: I think that that was the main thing that it did. Like it it stopped the illusions and and got rid of the the building, so to speak.
4: Yeah,
2: I I mean yeah, I guess I guess but that's but that's it should have been if it was gonna look as that cool, it should have done something cool. Yeah. I agree. If you just turn the power off Seems I don't know it, it it rubbed me a little bit the wrong way, but no, I thought uh, I, again this was another time when all of the character moments with the Beast Wars characters rang true to those characters, even if we didn't have a lot of them. I mean, Cheetor calls Optimus Prime Big Bot at one point, yep. yeah, yeah uh, which is which is great. Uh, and then you know, Black Arachnia has so does so much in the episode, and. Uh, just a lot a lot happens, the destruction of the golden disc and the whole you know, that paired with what the golden disc does to Starscream, what that knowledge does to Starscream makes them crazy. Yeah. Um yeah, it's uh definitely definitely a rock a rock solid episode in a string of rock solid episodes. Like <laughs> I think I think like the first or second episode of this Really I think it was like the first or – if I was going to say what was the weakest episode so far it would have been like the first or second episode when we were when I was still like kind of on the fence about the voice actors and there were a couple of bad reads on the voice actor lines which yeah. um which uh you know pulled me out of it. I think there were there was like a couple times where there was one time when when Beast Megatron said something and then regular Megatron said something that was like the same thing and they both have like a weird inflection on their read in this episode, but I can't remember what it was. Um, but yeah, definitely another, another in a series of great episodes in a great series. And, uh, you know, as long as they don't, as long as they don't screw up royally with the ending, like, you know, make it so that actually, uh, Optimus was going to date Robin the whole time. Um, mm. like then, uh, you know, as long as, as long as, uh, I don't know. Uh, then, yeah, as long as they don't do something that is just completely horrible in the last episode, this this was definitely a really strong series of, you know, all three, all three six episode seasons. Like I was, you know, not most of most of the time when you have when you say we're going to do a trilogy by the end of the trilogy, you're tired of it. And. They are, and I, I can't believe there's only going to be one more episode. And I'm really hoping that there's some, you know, that there's another Netflix thing, <laughs> another, you know, another uh, Beast Wars show where they can say, "Damn, yeah, <laughs> that'd be nice." <laughs> or a Transformers show. It doesn't have to be Beast Wars, uh, but yeah, yeah, uh, just just uh, you know, not aimed because this was this was unapologetically aimed at you know. 30 something, like not that teenagers couldn't watch it, not that even necessarily kids couldn't watch it, but this was very clearly aimed at an older audience. Um, you yeah. know, a a, 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 I think the primary targets for this were the 30 something grumpy old men like us. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the people who, I mean, hopefully it's not the people who are mad about other Netflix shows being made for kids, but, um, but like it was definitely it was definitely you know I'm not a if something is you know not everything has to be made for me but if something is made for me I'm grateful for it I guess okay. is what I'm saying. <laughs>
1: okay, uh,
3: Jordan, what were your thoughts? Um, well, like I said, I I actually kind of enjoyed this. I like those. I think those mo- those moments were a lot of fun. So <clears throat> there was some really good lines and just a lot of things that just felt like okay. You know, this this is all coming together. And yeah. uh, like I said, I think a little bit earlier before we started recording, like I actually I did not hear about the uh, kingdom toy of the arc being made. So the the fact that the uh, arc turned into a transformer or into a robot was a big surprise for, for when I saw this. So that was that was a neat like a neat little. Uh, so is that a is that a thing from the past? Nope. No, that, no, that the I, arc this, has an alt form. Nope, no, this is the first time they've done it. That's cool. I mean, they've had cities and stuff like that, but that was right, right? Later yeah, uh, later like, on, and like burrito supreme and all that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like yeah. I said, uh, some uh, just a lot of this just felt felt uh, spot on for for what it for what it is, like just in tone and 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 what was going on.
0: Good.
1: Also, Kendall, you could have gone with Omega Chalupa. <laughs> uh, but, yes. Yeah, so now we get to the point where we ask you, the listener, if you have any questions. So we, po- we put out the call once again. So, Jordan, did we have anything this week?
3: Yep. And Kendall got some for us, too. Thanks, Kendall. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. uh, uh so, from Robbie, would Bumblebee survive a murder hornet? I think so, unless it's a very specific murder hornet made to fight metal.
1: Yeah, I think now, you might have a hard time with a nest. They might get into some of the gears,
3: yeah, but then again that 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 uh, beehive that was in the Bumblebee movie didn't really do much. Oh, that's true yeah yeah, yeah that's I actually was thinking about the beehive
2: in the bumblebee movie. <laughs> but, you know, mur- murder hornets or ho- murder, 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 murder. Murder, <laughs> murder
0: hornets. Murder hornets.
2: Murder hornets. Right. How did Bumblebee, you know, how would Bumblebee deal with Waspinator? Uh, I think Bumblebee's probably, uh, well, I don't know. Bumblebee sucks sometimes.
3: <laughs> I think Bumblebee could at least last long enough before uh, something happened to Waspinator and he got blown up. Yeah, I guess it depends on. The end. It. I mean, that's that's just that that's his poor luck. That's just Waspmanier's poor luck. Mm. I think I don't know. I think that
2: like a murder hornet uh, would would be fine, except for probably what would happen is Bumblebee would have an allergic reaction and it would mess up his voice box if it was one of the live action movies. Because mm. for whatever reason, they can never have Bumblebee have a voice in the live action movies. <laughs> It's such a funny, I mean, it, it, it it makes, it actually does make sense like for, for the Bumblebee movie, but it's such a weird thing that they've kind of stuck with it when it's only in the movies like that. Like, yeah, he just has a voice other places. Yeah.
1: All right. What's up next?
3: Uh, Scott asked, I have never seen Beast Wars. Was it liked? Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. It it had its it had its following. I remember, and I think we talked about when we when we did the series proper. There was a little bit of like arguing when it first started because you know like the whole not monk or yeah the truck not not monkey monkey thing. But eventually people grew to grew to enjoy it. So oh absolutely,
1: and I think like I think it's I think it's a testament to how well it was liked and how good of a concept and how good of a story it was in that I think what 30 25 or 30 25, years 25 it's
2: yeah it's 20, 20 25 years? years like exactly
1: yeah so 25 years later we're we're seeing those characters revisited in this series plus they literally are doing a movie introducing the characters into the movies finally so
2: yeah uh so i would say if if you are somehow listening to us Not having watched Beast Wars, like if you stumbled on us, I don't know if there's been any cross promotion from other shows on the network, but if you stumbled on us because of War for Cybertron and you're wondering if you should go back and watch Beast Wars, um, I mean, short answer is, is an emphatic yes, uh, Uh definitely. Uh, I, what I would, the one caveat that I would say is prepare yourself for, primitive computer animation this was one yeah. of the earliest uh, computer animated cartoon shows made by and the it, same
1: company that did reboot
2: right and, mm-hmm. it, and it does it does show I mean to me that is actually a selling point mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think I think that it looks like it's really cool to see stuff that it that reminds me of a very very specific point in time uh, technologically or, or whatever like you know the credit when people criticize things for being dated, I think a lot of times actually it's better if it's dated as long as it's actually, you know, the way that you remember it and it doesn't have, you know, it's not boring. Yeah. Um, but but it is definitely an artifact of the time. Yeah. Um, and uh, I will also say, though, it for for that time period, I feel like it explores d- darker themes. There's. And there's more of a, I mean, there, it is good guys versus bad guys, but I feel like, I feel like the bad guys have more, there's more character to the bad guys. Yeah. There's more, a depth. lot of other, there's more depth to the bad guys than a lot of other stuff that you watch as far as, you know, children's cartoons. And, mm-hmm. and when you're able to, and I mean, there's a reason that all the Batman movies are just about the bad guys. And, it, it, you know, if you're able to really explore villains, a lot of times, it leads to really interesting, compelling stories. And I do think that beast wars, uh, beast wars has that. Um, I would say it, I mean, to me, it, it, it's, it, it really, really drops off in quality in the second and third seasons. Um, but, (laughs) but the first season is twice as long as the other two. So it's, you know, the first, whatever, 26 episodes are, are really consistent. Um, and then there are good things from the second and third season. I think that probably I would have enjoyed it more if I was just binging as opposed to analyzing every single episode. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, although sometimes although it's also fun to analyze the episodes, mm. uh, we wouldn't do this if it wasn't fun. Beast Machines, the other show we did. Uh, the if you like the some of the the like convoluted weirdness of of war for Cybertron there's a lot of that in Beast Machines um, and I, I, I but also it gets really bad yeah in, whatever second second season is it just two seasons yeah. yeah it's just the two yeah like the second season is of that is, is really bad and they introduce a Michael Jackson character so if you don't like Michael <laughs> Jackson like me that makes it even worse <laughs> you know. Was not actually <laughs> Michael Jackson Well he's not played by Michael Jackson But I maintain that that is yes. Who they were trying to evoke
1: mm-hmm. Although I will say also to, to back up what you've sent said Kendall uh, The voice cast for Beast Wars Is the most memorable Since the G1 cartoon As far as like When you rank voice cast You've got G1 and I would say That Beast Wars is on par with that Because you have uh, Gary Chalk. You've got Scott McNeil. You have David Kay. All these amazing voice actors who you could tell had so much fun doing the series, and you you get such great performances out of them.
2: Yeah, and they're and they're not. I mean, you you know you know those. Greg knows the names. I don't really know the names. I know that <laughs> I know that Gary Chalk. I don't know him by name, but you said his name. I know that. I know that that's Optimus Primal, and he's also the sheriff in Smallville. Yes. Um. And I think he's in. I want to say he's in like Freddy versus Jason or something as also the sheriff. I think you're right. Um. But anyway, uh, uh, they're not. The voice cast is great, and it's not. Uh, <laughs> you know, as much as I like Billy West and Mark Hamill, mm-hmm. uh, and uh. uh you know various other people like it's not the same five voices that you hear on every cartoon yeah um it's these are these are unique voices to the unique characters yeah uh, so yeah writing good voice acting good uh and then yeah like i said i mean to me the bad animation is a selling point like the the early cg is a selling point but i know that that's a that's a stumbling block for people
1: mm-hmm. yeah what else do we have jordan uh
3: we have I'm hoping I'm going to say this username, right? Steve to the ISO. said, how is their username? Um, I guess I, I've i never heard it said out loud.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> this is, uh, this is, he's, uh, he's a guy in the star Wars cards. They call him either. They call him Steve or they call him Steph. I don't know if he spells it with a pH. I don't know. Or maybe I'm mixing him up with somebody else. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, go ahead and go ahead with the question. I'm sure he won't be offended.
3: Uh, We obviously know that with Transformers, the toys were made before the cartoon, because the toy needs to do the thing. With Beast Wars, do you think they were animated first or based off already created toys, or was it done uh, tentatively since the 3D animation may have had some limitations?
1: Uh, It was done tentatively at the same time, though originally Optimus and Megatron were going to be a bat and an alligator.
3: Yeah, I think there was a little bit of back and forth at the time, and then and then as the toy line was released, they more and more tried to stick to the to what was go- going on. And then like when the toy when the next toy line wave came out or something like that, and they had they had to do a new season. They had to do like, which is kind of like especially if you notice the trans the, <laughs> when they became trans metal. Yes, was was the thing, but that but you know that's that's just kind of the nature of things I mean everyone always talks about how the movie basically was kind of like t- killed all the g ones so that people with uh, g1 characters so that they could sh- uh, usher in all, a bunch of new toys so I mean that's just kind of part of part and par with this series yeah
2: right right yeah they um yeah the tr- the yeah I I I think it's it's pretty clear that there was some there there was more direct planning whereas the whereas G1 it might have been a little bit more uh, more of a not a mess, but like uh, you know they pulled the they got the toys from Japan yeah that were you know existing toy lines and then you know made the made the comics and the and the uh, and the cartoon. And the cartoon, the way it was animated, like uh, the law of conservation of matter didn't always apply and stuff. <laughs> uh, I think Beast Wars did a much better, was was much more, like, yeah, kind of the same time. And then also uh, Beast Wars with you know with a few except with a few notable exceptions, a lot of the Beast Wars character designs in the shows were spot on with the toys, yes. and their transformation sequences were dead on with the toys as well, which, which I I always, I always appreciated. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Good questions there.
3: Yeah. Okay. And then from, uh, Ria Rose. Hi again, Ria. Uh, we get, uh, we are coming up on the end soon. And I sure, and I have sure enjoyed this ride along with you all. I also really enjoyed the fight. Uh, choreography in this episode. It was good. Yeah. Yes. Thanks for the comment.
1: Yes. Thank you for the comment. And and I do agree that the fight the, it was one of the the very good parts of this episode for sure.
3: Mm-hmm. And like still a little, like I mean Megatron a weapon kind of nice bits.
2: Yeah. I think and, we're losing you, Jordan. Oh. Are are you? Can you hear me? Okay, now, now it's all better. Okay, for a second I okay. thought we were losing
3: you. Uh, <laughs> oh. Oh. We
1: still got one more question. Got one more, so let's get through.
3: All right, and from Cameron, uh, we've got uh, oh, their uh, I think, is their username on Twitter. Yes. I hope I said that right. Like again, like like you said, candle. It's it's just one of those. Yeah, I wasn't. I was. I was. Also going to say I'm not going to say what the at is because I wasn't sure how to say Lucet because I, w- I haven't <laughs> seen that before. I mean Sol Omnia I can I can get, but I was good. I was worried it was like Lucet or Lucet or whatever, but because <laughs> I don't I don't know Latin. Um, that is Latin, right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh, they ask or s- say name at least three ways to destroy that ship.
1: I mean, uh, we talked on one earlier where they could. Th- Try and blast it through the moon,
3: yeah, I mean, I can kind of see like a a fifty fifty chance of just basically them blasting the mountain and either being crushed under a landslide or causing an eruption and being covered in lava I mean yeah. that just that just seems like one one possibility that one thing that could give you two possibilities way it gets destroyed,
2: yeah um, um I would say um I stole your idea. blasting through the moon, I know. uh, Well, well, no, no. I would just say, like, just like, do something on the inside to like mess with the with the like. uh, uh, Oh, just
3: just let rat trap loose in there.
2: Words are hard. Asbestos. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Oh, okay.
3: There you go. Yeah. Overclock the computer. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Set your set your voltage way too high when you're trying to overclock, (laughs) and then just burn out the CPU.
2: Did you guys watch The Orville?
1: No, I've seen some scenes of it though. It looks pretty Uh decent.
2: Yeah, it's it's like way better than it has any right to be. Uh, But there's there's an episode where um, the the sort of wharf type character uh, downloads porn in the Hollow Suite, and it like messes with the whole oh god all the ship's computers. Um, It's like malware of the twenty fourth century. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it's actually handled like really realistically, like it, you know, it, it causes issues with his, uh, you know, with his relationship and, and, and he's, you know, he's super embarrassed, but also everybody's like, well, you know, we all look at porn, you know, and like that show is, is way better than it has any right to be. It's very clearly it is Seth MacFarlane. He just wanted to be in a Star Trek show (laughs) and he has, you know, all of the power in the world. So he, so he made it. It's like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I always, I always kind of, I, I'm always more forgiving of vanity projects than a lot of people because like the idea of somebody getting to make exactly what they want with all the resources in the world. Like yeah. I would much rather have that than like a committee tries, tries to cynically, uh, you know, produce the thing that 18 to 34 year old men will like. And then, you know, it ends up being super watered down and horrible. Uh, you know, at least if it's a vanity project like that, sometimes, sometimes it's great and sometimes it's horrible, but then if it's horrible, probably at least the person that making it liked it. But, uh, yeah, the Orville, I would, I would, I would highly recommend. Yeah. There deals with a bunch of, it's very, it's just Star Trek, the next generation. It's, it's him trying to make a Star Trek, the next generation, uh, with, you know, some jokes. And I mean, I hate family guy, so it's not fam- like it's not family guy.
1: That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was all the questions that we had.
3: Yep. That was all of them. Awesome.
1: Thank you, everyone, for submitting your questions. Uh, Jordan, do you have anything you would like to plug this week?
3: Um, yeah, you can still you know hear me. Uh, I'll still plug uh, Jesse Cooper's Alphabet Flight and other podcasts. But you can hear me quite a few times on Alphabet Flight. There's a f- quite a few episodes I've been on. Uh, and I actually even hosted a few, but that's but that was like I think like only six or seven episodes or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we're we're getting like Jesse has been doing this for over three or four years now, so there's like and they're short too. So and like episodes like where they just basically read uh, about a character from the Marvel's uh, official handbook of the Marvel universe. So it's just basically a a quick encyclopedia entry about the character, so you know there's not really much of a continuity. You know, you can just pick up and play. Oh, like here's the episode about uh, Plant Man. I'll listen to that. Yeah. You know, like it doesn't matter what order you listen to them. So you know, they're they're a good. They're a fun. Listen, I I highly recommend them.
2: Nice, Kendall. How about you? Uh, Kendallcast Ninja. Uh. I just posted a pull list episode about a week ago. Um, still have that Friday the Thirteenth uh, Jason X episode. Now that it's now that we're getting into Halloween season, yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Dear Journal, I'll probably post some new episodes here soon. That's what we called music. I've got three episodes that need to be posted, so they they should be there soon. Um, yeah, uh, Kendallcast Ninja. Uh, look at all the things. There you go Uh, If you liked what you hear uh,
1: Feel free to give us a review We are on Apple Podcasts We are also on Google Podcasts We are on iHeartRadio and Oh yes, I'm going to make this announcement now Because I just did this on the weekend We are now on Spotify So there you go So if you're on Spotify, you can find us on Spotify now So feel free to add us on there Uh, We are also on Twitter At WarrenBeast you can, if you want to send us an email, you can send it to podcast at gmail.com or check out the entire library on audioentropy.com where we've got a whole slew of really great podcasts. So check them all out. And if you like hearing my voice for whatever reason and you think, hey, he's sort of a cool person and you want to follow me on Twitter, I am on Twitter also at the real Gon G O N M U N. So, yeah, there you go. I think I have got all the plugs in that I needed to. I really wanted to make sure I got the Spotify one. So there you go. So it's been another week. We've only got one episode left. So make sure to keep your audio receptors tuned for that. It will be out on Monday, on not this coming Monday, but the following Monday. So yeah. Woot, woot. So for Warren Beast, I have
2: been Greg. I've been Jordan. I'm always Kendall. Till so all are one, folks.
0: Bye.
4: That I was just a decepticon. That I had to follow orders from Megatron. But now I see the future from the disc with Galvatron and you. Megatron made it Predacon stole it Then I tried to read it And Bumblebee broke it But don't forget I can fly Don't forget I'm an airplane guy If you don't want the world to end Maybe don't shoot the ark again Let me tell you the truth Just found out Galvatron is you But don't forget I can fly I can't do anything right But don't forget I can fly If I just, I can fly, I can fly, don't forget I can fly.